Wow. Here we are, Sunday nights. It's good to be alive in the house of God. Wow. What great worship here tonight. Just uh, tell you what, our worship band, they keep just taking us to new places in Him, which is awesome. It's uh, so worth being in church for the start of the first note, just to uh, soak in His presence. And, uh, and what a significant and wonderful and magnificent night that we enjoyed on Friday night. If you weren't able to make it, when you hear about it uh, next year, I just encourage you to, to block it off in your diary. It really is something. And uh, what I get excited about is uh, that that is Australia's largest sit-down fundraising dinner. How good is that, that our church is putting on that to further the kingdom of God? I think that is worth giving God a round of applause for. That is outstanding. Outstanding. And it was just a brilliant night, and there just was uh, silver water and banks down people all over the place, which was just so exciting. Uh, it's just one big party, just a beautiful uh, atmosphere, beautiful presence of God, uh, celebrating with God what, uh, what our past has been, but also looking towards the future for our church and where we're going together. And uh, who knows we're better together, that we can achieve so much uh, as a team when we join together and uh, all come on board. And uh, we can do that in a magnificent way when we do that. I just love what what God will really do. And uh, we are in this, uh, the last week on this series. It is like a, uh, like a term we're using for the, the whole year, Everyone Matters, but this is the end of a three-week uh, series on this before we kick into what's going to be an outstanding series on our Psalms 23 that we start next week. And uh, there's no doubt about it that every life is so precious to God. And hearing that story tonight about Johnny, I don't know Johnny, but praise the Lord that Johnny is in the house of God. How good is that? That tatted up Johnny, who I've never met, was once out in the darkness and now he's in light. He was once far from God, but now he is close to God. And uh, they're the kind of stories that we hear all the time here at Silverwater in our care centers and like the five people that responded to the altar call message this morning. And it is so exciting that there are people out there that are coming out of darkness into light all the time. And as a church at Silverwater, that is what we're about. We're about giving people a chance and an opportunity to respond to the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. That is what we're about, and we do that in a brilliant way here. And I look around this room, there are so many people and individuals that are playing significant roles in making that happen and pouring out so much energy and skill and talent and time into doing this. And I just think, you know, uh, you know, early in the week we're in the office and we're planning things. And then, you know, we kind of hit Thursday and then stuff just starts happening in this place, which is awesome to think on a Thursday morning under the leadership of Carly Lewis, there's people hearing the gospel of our Thursday care center service. And then it's Friday nights, youth's on under Dorian and his team. And then we've got Marylands uh, happening on some Friday nights, which is brilliant. And Sunday mornings we're out at Bankstown and we're in here and the kids are getting taught about Jesus and the youth. And then we've got healing services on sometimes and Sunday, Sunday nights as Arabic services and this service. And it is exciting to know that we as a team, as a church, are out there taking that life-changing messages to the Johnnies of the world. Isn't that just incredible and exciting and so worthy of our time and our energy and our efforts? But as we conclude this series tonight, not only is uh, that things like this need, you know, time and skill and efforts and, and people's valuable resources, it needs, uh, things need finances. 
There's no doubt about it that some of the things we do need finances to happen. And this is what Vision Builders is all about. You know, just as we've had this beautiful word from Mick about bringing our tithes to the house, that's, you know, us bringing our offerings, our tithes to God's house so we can maintain what we're doing here, which is brilliant. But I'm so grateful for everybody who comes on board and says, you know, I'm going to be part of those that say, hey, I want to do a bit more. I want to go further. I actually want to be someone who uh, is a vision builder because with those funds, we're able to go and do so much more than just the things inside the walls here. We're able to stretch out and we do that through media. It's one of the ways we do that. Pastor Phil uh, has a show that we put on. It's a C3 church show called Your Best Life and that is beamed all around the globe. And thousands of people are responding to the, the gospel message every year through that. I think I heard the other day in India alone, there's about 800 responses in that program because at the end of every program, there's an opportunity for people to receive Christ been beamed into houses everywhere. and Isn't that exciting we're able to do that? It's exciting that we're able to uh, do things with buildings because who knows, we've got to house the church, we've got to house children's church, we've got to house our youth, we've got to house us, we've got to house our Bible colleges. And isn't it great that we can be someone who says, you know, I'm going to buy a door. I reckon someone's brought that glass door over there because they've given. It's like, I'm going to buy a bit of the stage, a little bit of a corner here. I'm going to buy a little bit of some lights and I'm going to buy some of the roller doors. And this, isn't it exciting that we can be part of saying, you know what, I've contributed to the house of God. I've contributed into something, a place where people can come, where future generations can come. And uh, it is so exciting that this magnificent place here at Silverwater is no longer a thing that's going to be uh, just something that we're going to get thrown out of one day because last year we exchanged contracts on it and we're about to settle on this building because of Vision Builders. Can we give the people who have made a significant, you know, donations in the past and will in the future... And then beyond that, there's all the things we do in the life of the church, which is uh, what we, we classify as our beyond category. So they're the things we do in the community where we help people. We put things on like fund uh, cap centers in this city so people crippling under debt can, can find a place to, to see some light at the end of the tunnel. This is how we can put on things like our care centers. This is how we can do all these things out in this community here all around, not only Sydney, but around the globe. When there are major catastrophes and needs, we can donate money. We can put hampers in people's hands. We can uh, put food in people's uh, cupboards at home. People struggling. I mean, I, I like food. I like eating food, if you, uh, if you don't know that about me. But uh, I'm just blessed that there's food in my cupboards at home most of the time, unless we're too busy to go to the supermarket. But there's people out there, and that is a major effort. That is like sometimes undoable some weeks financially to get food in their cupboards. Who's grateful that we're a church putting food in people's cupboards? Isn't that great? We're doing that as a church and there's so many other things. And, you know, every quarter we have uh, Beyond Updates where we put up on the screen some of the things that are happening. And we put cars out there. We're helping, like, we're helping try to cure, like, nodding disease that's happening in Africa. We're helping to train people in Africa and northern Uganda, women who uh, have had a terrible start to life, and we're bringing hope back into their world and educating them. We are doing so much, and, uh, and that's, I think, how the church should be. We are a light on a hill, and we should be a light on a hill. We are out in the community helping people. And the exciting thing is it starts at that, and then through all of those things, we try and 
you know, open people's hearts and then we can tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't only want to help them here on this planet. We want to make sure that they receive Jesus into their heart so they get eternal life in heaven with us. And that's one of the reasons we do some of that too, is just to, to, to reach people and have them ex, uh, have an opportunity to find out about God and what He is. And I just want to encourage us here this evening that we can all be, play a part in this. We can all be rocks for Jesus to build His church. And who wants to have a life where they look back one day and went, I made a significant difference. I actually made a difference. My life mattered. I did something that helped change the world, and this is what we can do when we come together as people in this house and say, you know what, I'm not just going to be a taker, I'm going to be a giver, because who knows that when Christ comes into our world, that's what he does to us, he takes us from someone who just wants to like take, 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 and we start sometimes laying aside the things, you know, that we just want for ourselves and our own desires and our own dreams, and we start looking beyond that. We start stepping out and we start giving so that in our life we can make a difference, and that's what Christ is. Jesus went to the cross when he was younger than I was. He went there for you and I. He didn't live for himself. He was not on the earth at the age of 38. He gave his life. He laid aside any of the things that maybe were things he wanted to see happen. He laid it all aside so he could go to a cross and face a brutal death so he could take away the sins of the entire world and take away our sins so we can experience life and life in abundance and have eternal life. He laid it aside, and that's what it means to be a vision builder, someone who might lay some things aside because everyone does matter and because we can be rocks that he can build his church. In Matthew 16, 18, it says, and I tell you that you are Peter. He's Jesus. He's speaking to Simon, who he changes his name. He says, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The message version says, you are Peter, a rock. This is the rock in which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Oh, let's all be rocks. Let's be people that we are used by God to further his work on the earth today. That's the great desire that we can all have in our lives. And he will use us. It's not a matter of, oh, one day I'll be ready for it. No, right now, right here today, you can say, use me. Use me, God. Use my life to further your kingdom. Make me just feel worthwhile on this earth by doing something great and mighty for you. And, uh, and that is just an exciting thing to do that we can do because the world needs, it needs a better way than a lot of people are doing life right now. People need a better way. As we stood here and worship tonight, I'm just like in that moment and just feeling the presence of God and, and just feeling this contentment in life and this peace on my life that I carry because I'm in Him and other people need that. Other people need that so desperately. This city needs that so desperately and we get to take it to them. Psalm 61.2 says, From the end of the earth I will cry to you, when my heart is overwhelmed, another version says, I call as my heart grows faint. And then it says this, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Oh, that rock, the rock is Christ. Oh, what a safe place that is. It is good when we are in him. 
We are safe when we are in Him. And that is the destiny that every human soul needs to get to, where they call out to Him, the rock of ages, to Christ, the best rock that they can ever stand on. Because as people right now in our streets, in our family, uh, in our workplace who are chasing things, thinking that that is the end goal, the good cars, the big bank account, that house, that relationship, that holiday, that job. They're thinking that that is going to land them in the best place in their world, but it's not true. In Him, in Christ, that is the best place. That is the place that we can land and we need to land. And I'm just grateful as a church, we focus on that. We give that attention and we want to lead people to that place. That as a church, our true north is the salvation of lost people. And we will do all that we can to see that come to pass. We will do all we can to lead people for that connection in Christ so they can receive Him and people can find purpose in this life. Purpose. Because all those things, they really add up to not a lot. You can get all the wealth in the world. If you put that on a scales against just one soul, in God's eyes, the one soul weighs heavier on the scales than all the riches of the earth. Everyone matters. Every life matters to Him. And we're passionate about this here, and I want us to get passionate about it, to have a fire in our heart, a great determination, because really there's no higher initiative, there's no more urgent action than to win lost people. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, he came to do that. And let's take up that baton and do that in our own lives. Because life goes pretty quick. I'm 38. 39 is a few months away. And as my wife reminds me frequently, 40 is fast approaching. And it is going fast. I do not feel like 40 is uh, in my calendar next year. But it is. There's not a lot I can do about it. It's coming. Life is going really quick. And I want to live a life where I make a difference. And what I love about Vision Builders, it just feels like, wow, I'm part of something that is making such a significant difference, that it is doing something. And because I'm a Vision Builder, I can't make it into a school midweek to go and do Scripture. I know Sandra gets into there, uh, and other people on our teams and around our churches, our campuses around the city. But as a Vision Builder, really, I'm part of that. Isn't that exciting? I'm part of going into local schools and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ this week. And we can all be part of that. And there's lists, as I said, you know, we're feeding poor street children in Sri Lanka. We can all be part of that. We're planting churches around the globe. We can all be part of that. We're helping giving single mums education, like I said before, and food and shelter in northern Uganda. We're helping putting life-saving equipment in churches in this state. We can all be part of that. We're helping to make sure that there's phone lines available for kids' helpline, for kids in desperate situations, trying to get their phone call through that. It's not going to an answering service. It can go to somebody who can help them. I'm part of that. I'm part of slowing down youth suicide in this country. We can all be part of that. The list goes on. I mean, the things we do are incredible. Supplying all sorts of things, meeting needs all over the place, making sure every Christmas needy families have hampers that they can take home and share with their families. It's just brilliant what we can do together. 
And I love it when we say we're better together because it is true. I can't do all those things, but together, if we come and we say, yes, I want to be someone who helps build this vision, we can be. We can be, which is absolutely brilliant. And we do it, you know, for souls. We do it because we get this, this burning desire to be part of it. But I also want to remind us that the Bible says that, you know, how we live on earth affects what happens in heaven. It affects our reward in heaven. And I just think we need to sometimes get focused on making sure it's not all about the now. Matthew 16, 27, for the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with angels, and then He will reward each person according to what they have done. 1 Corinthians 3, 8, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Revelations 22, 12, and behold, I'm coming quickly. My reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Let's make sure we, we think about our future in heaven, that what we do here makes a difference. It's worth it. It's worth all the hard work. It's worth, all, worth every sacrifice. You know, I was reading in the Bible about uh, the start of Luke 8, about some of the women it says that actually uh, helped fund Jesus' ministry. Do you know it says that in the Bible in Luke 8, first three verses? I'm thinking, how cool would that be? But those women were able to say, imagine it, if you're able to say, I helped fund the ministry of Jesus Christ. Guess what? We all can still today because that's what we're delivering to the world, the message of Jesus Christ, and we can fund that and make that happen and make it continue and make sure the Johnnies of the world are hearing the truth and the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can do that. We can do that as we join together. As we join together. My life's been transformed, and I want others to experience it. I want others to experience it. And together, together, we can do it. Pastor Phil on Friday night shared what was really like a bit of a, an extended vision and what he sees. And at one point, he says, we have the most important message, the most powerful, transforming spirit, enabling us to bring the deepest of changes to anyone and everyone who will reach out and receive Christ." And then he says it will take the deepest of commitments, the most vigorous faith and a lifestyle of sacrifice to constantly win this war for the souls of men and women everywhere in every nation throughout the world. Old church, I'm just going to spend a few moments focusing on a few of those things. The first one, the deepest of commitments. I know that Vision Builders, being a Vision Builder, it's a commitment. But what a good commitment it is to jump on board and say, hey, I'm focusing and I'm going to be committed to this thing. Because it is a good thing in life. You will not achieve a lot if you're not committed to something. We need to make sure that we've got things that we are committed to. We follow through and we desire to achieve those things. You know, it's going to be a good way to live. It's going to be a great way to live. But we're going to make sure that we don't just, uh, we don't even overcommit. That we make sure we make commitment and we see these things through. Completing them. It's a great way to live. A great way to live. You know, I look at my life and, you know, in all my failings and all of my weaknesses and all the things that I'm not good at, God's still got me in a great place, I believe. And one of the reasons is because there's things that I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm going to commit my life to. I know I'm committed to my marriage. I know I'm committed to, to being a father to my children. I'm committed to the local church. I was saying this morning, and you might be thinking, well, you're the pastor, so you should. Well, 
long before I ever had a pastor title, long before regular attendance in the church of God was a commitment that I'd made since a young boy and I'd been living Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. It is a commitment that I made in my life and I continue to make, but it started as a small boy, as a young child, that I would be in the house of God. What a great commitment to do. See, commitments are really powerful when you stay committed to something, and that's one of them. I was speaking to one of our great church members this morning. She said, Hartley, when you started talking about that, I just want to say that my life, and she's well beyond my years, and she's like, that is such a key. She said, the times that I don't feel like going to church, they're the times that I need to be in church. And she lives this fruitful, wonderful life, God using her in mighty ways and her husband, and she's done it because she's been committed to the house of God. What a great thing in life. Committed to giving. Ever since we were young, you know, I've been giving in the house of God when I met Natalie. You know, it hasn't stopped. It's a, it's a rhythm. It's a commitment that we keep bringing week in, week out, week in, week out. Commitments are powerful. And God uses those who are committed. And I'm just grateful that, uh, you know, I've been committed to bringing tithes. And, and we're committed to this. I'll say as the past campus pastors here, Nat and I are into being vision builders. We sacrifice. We would love things in our house to be different right now, but we put this first. That's the highest of our priorities, is building the house of God, and we've been doing that since we were young and married. We were once young. We were married young, and uh, we started right from the start, and God's just been so good to us as, we, as we've stepped out, as we've stepped out and made commitments. Oh, commitments are good. There's great power in vows and offerings. You know, we read about that in the Bible. There's scriptures on vows and pledges. Vows are commitments we make to God that we intend to fulfill. God has made us promises, commitments, vows to us, confirming them with oaths. And we can do this, make great commitments to Him. And I love commitment because, I don't know, God just seems to move when people are committed to seeing something happen. I think about Abraham, committed to believing for one child. But I love what God does, because so often we, we just take the small that we have and we start with that, and he can just do mighty things. Abraham believed for a child. He ended up, you know, going a lot further than that, and God's plan was to make him father of the nations. Noah committed to building the ark to save his family, but Noah, uh, God intended it to save the world. Think about Job. Committed to worship God through all those terrible things, and yet God was planning to go and double his blessing. David, committed to rescuing a lamb from a lion's mouth. God's plan was to, for him to rescue the entire nation of Israel from a giant called Goliath. David, also committed to writing psalms and songs for God, and uh, he might have just been writing them in the moment for himself, but God was going to use them to be sung all around the world for ages to come. Paul committed to his life to write letters to young ministers and young churches, but God's plan was those to be holy scriptures that would be read forever. Beautiful things. 2 Corinthians 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Commitment to him and his ways is a wonderful thing. The next one is, let's have vigorous faith. Oh, you know, every day we get the opportunity to, to just go to faith. We can look outside when we wake up in the morning. We can either say, big bang or God. 
Now, we say God, don't we? We know it's truth, but it's a faith statement. We weren't there when he created, but we read the word of God. We know from our experiences that the earth was created by him. And there's things all the time. We pray because we have faith that God is real and he's hearing our prayers and it makes all the time we can have faith. And I just want to encourage us to keep expanding our faith, keep thinking bigger, to keep going there. And it is a wonderful way to live, to live a place of faith and stepping out, as uh, Isaiah says, enlarging the places of our tent. It's a step of faith that make the miracles happen. The step of faith. Peter is told to launch into the deep and let down his nets for a catch. It's a It's an act, it's a step of faith that he had to do before he got the great catch. It wasn't like he was already on the shore and all of a sudden all the fish went, they started jumping on the shore and they disappeared. Jesus said, no, go back. He had to follow the instructions of Jesus. Go throw the net out. Just go out into deeper waters. He was a fisherman. Jesus wasn't the professional fisherman, he was. If you go out fishing with Mick and Mick doesn't catch any fish, that would never, ever happen. If it did happen, you would know that there's literally no fish in the, uh, in the ocean anymore. Because if there's a fish, Mick will find it. And Peter would have been a little bit the same. He's like, it's not on. Been out there all night. There's nothing happening. Yet, when Jesus instructed, he stepped out. And for many of us, you know, to be part of this, it's a step of faith. But as you go, God goes. There's more in his storehouse than our storehouse. Step out. Wait and see what he will do. We heard a great story last week from a a young man in in the house, David Newman, who last year at the Vision Builders stepped out and committed $200 of his own hard cash. But he didn't have $200, but he felt to step out. Guess what? It wasn't long after that commitment that a phone call came through and some work came up. And then he said in the last 12 months, it just hasn't stopped. And his, his bank account, there was no money there this time last year. He's got a big bank account now. He's now 15. He was 14 back then. He stepped out in faith. He stepped out in faith. We heard from Henny, both at the dinner and last uh, Sunday night and this morning about her journey, about last year, her feeling like she wanted God to challenge her. And this is Last year, she was young and single. She's now married in Jesus' name, but she was young and single on a single income. $10,000 she felt to pledge to the Lord. $10,000. Last week, she fulfilled that, and she talked about a mighty miracle that she saw in those 12 months where she saw 20-fold increase on her commitment. How good is that? These mighty steps of faith, and I love it. We can all go there. We can all go there, but it's a step. It's a step. Jesus told the 10 lepers to go show themselves to the priests that they were healed. It wasn't until they began to walk that the, uh, the healing, the miracle started to happen. Luke 17, 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And there's other stories. The paralyzed man, the guy with the withered hand, he had to stretch it out and it was restored as whole as the other. Joshua was told to step into the River Jordan to make it stop flowing. Peter and John at the gate beautiful commanded the man lame in his feet to stand up and walk. He takes the step of faith, the healing comes. There's steps of faith everywhere. What I love is when we step out in faith, it puts us into a place of standing on the promises of God. It pushes us to a place in faith in Him. It pushes us into a place of praying out to Him. And it is exciting. It is exciting building his house. And man, we go with just, you know, the stories. You know, I was reading in, in, uh, in 1 Kings about, you know, how they built 
the, the temple in Solomon's time and how they made great sacrifices in that. And I'm thinking, man, we're just following a mighty legacy of those that have gone before us and done exactly this in all the different times and parts of history to build the church, to have a place for people to come and experience him. And I was just thinking this week about both of my sets of grandparents kind of grew up in this area around Parramatta and Winston Hills and they were both in church and I'm just so grateful that there was a church for them to go to, that somewhere in history, in this country, some people built the house of God so that my grandparents could go to the house of God. And then out of that, my parents could go to the house of God. And then because of out of that, I was taken to the house of God. And now because of that, I take my children to the house of God. Because some people went and built the house, some people made some sacrifices and said, I'm going to be part of that. I don't know who they are, but God bless them that they did that in this part of Sydney. God bless them. And to think what we're setting up now for our future generations. As the offering buckets went around tonight, I think I'll probably put the smallest amount in. It was, it was 35 cents was in my hand. But oh, I don't know if I've put a more precious offering ever in the bucket because that was 35 cents that my son, my five-year-old Jesse, placed in my hand tonight and said, Dad, I, I missed the offering this morning. Can you... Can you put this in the offering as it comes past tonight? 35 cents. But for a boy who has about $12 to his name, it's still significant. <laughs> but 35 cents, and I'm like, my prayer was, Lord, may his heart for you never, may it just only increase in love, and may you always be his provider. May he, may he do this all the days of his life, because I know is if he continues to do that, there's no better financial advice on the planet of this earth than that putting God first, bringing the 35 cents to the house of God. My little step of faith, my little boy. And God moves when we step out. Steps of faith. And you know, and there's so many stories, both all around our campuses, of just great steps of faith, and God moves. Mick said before, God won't let you down when he's taking up the offering. He doesn't. He doesn't. As we sow, he seems to just look after us and and for our family, we've been on a journey in this. And in that very first year, 14 years ago, when we'd been married for five months and it was our turn to hear about Vision Builders, Nat had been in the church for a few years before me. So she had been putting in out of her, uh, you know, her small income. And just as we were together and married, we're like, we are in. You know, Nat was still studying. We had hex debt. We had nothing to our name. We were driving a $4,000 car, if that. We didn't have a house. We had barely anything, but it was like, we are in. We are in. We wrote out our commitment, $6,000. We were just newly married. We thought, we're going to do this thing. And God has been so faithful the whole journey. I got a miracle check two weeks later, two weeks into the whole program, middle of July, $4,000. It's just like, felt like as we stepped, God started to just move. And he has not let us down. He will not let you down as you build his house. And lastly, here tonight, to just to live this lifestyle of sacrifice, because it will be a sacrifice. If we come and we say, yeah, I'm a vision builder, there's going to be things that we will forego, but what a worthy thing. What a worthy thing that we can come. And last Sunday night with Pastor Chris, she, she shared how her and Pastor Phil, way back in the day, had made a significant, significant commitment to the program back then, significant and she said about part of that was not only giving up their normal wage, but was to sell their boat 
their boat. They, only, they got $4,000 for this thing, but you could tell that it meant the world to them and their family. She put a photo up of it, and you could tell that that was their, that was their special place. That was their happy place, going down to the, to the, the waters of Pitwater and hanging out as a family, yet building the house of God. They, they led in such a beautiful way to say, God, you're, you're above what that means to us. Your house is, is, is above that. And I just love that, that people have made significant sacrifices significant sacrifices to build God's house, to build God's house, and it's worth it. I'm glad, you know, we made sacrifices. We used to run one car in two so we could give to this and save towards other things, and it wasn't always easy, but it was so worthwhile. I was sharing this morning how I remember how I had to get a lift to my IT job for many years and catch the bus and I used to have to walk down to the main road and in winter it was just so cold and freezing and I, my, my birthday is always in winter. I remember one birthday Natalie getting me some Katmandu like gel hand warmers that before I'd walk down in the middle of winter I'd pop them in the microwave. You'd put them in water and you'd heat it up and you'd pull them out and they were like soft gel things and then I'd put them in my pocket and I'd stick my little hands in my pocket. It was freezing outside and I'd go out seeing that off to work and I'd go outside it was cold I didn't just step outside into the car and put the the heater on I had to go down to the main road and walk down this hill for a kilometer or two and but it was so worth it the sacrifices so worth it to build his house and if the band could come right now because what we did on Friday night and what we're going to do again tonight is uh we're going to grab the car that's on everyone's seat and This is an opportunity for you to say, hey, I'm going to be part of that. Now, this is optional, but oh, how we want people to say, hey, I'm part of Vision Builders. It's not about an equal amount. We always say it's about an equal sacrifice. If you're a guest here tonight, you do not need to, to partake in this. You're more than welcome to jump on board if you like, but we're here tonight to to come and bring our commitments to the Lord, to say, hey, I'm going to be a Vision Builder. This is something we do, as I said before, beyond the regular tithe. This is beyond that, to further the work of Jesus Christ in the earth today. And this is a a sacred moment. What we're going to do in a moment is is get you to fill this out. Now, if you weren't at our dinner and you want to be part of it, I would love you to join with us. We'd love you to grab this now and start filling it out. It's just got some basic details there and, uh, you know, campus location and your name and it's got an option there to make uh, like a regular payment if you want using credit card if you if you work well within the you know within the limits of that and pay that off in time you're more than welcome to do that I find that that really does assist our family but what we want to do here tonight we're going to bring a basket down to the front we're going to get some of our team to to pray with you before you drop your card in the basket we're going to we're going to pray with you. If you filled it out on Friday night or even this morning, we'd love for you to fill out another one. Just if you filled it out already this weekend, just simply put your name and maybe the amount and, uh, and write confirmed just so we know that you've already put one in. Uh, you might have put one in on Friday night or this morning, but you know you feel like the Lord's leading you to go bigger and take a bigger step of faith to make a bigger sacrifice. If that's you, we would love for you to follow follow that through and just write, you know, increased amounts. But if you're here and, uh, and you haven't filled out one of these and you want to be part of the program, we'd love for you to fill the whole thing out tonight.
before anyone drops in the bus and in a moment we're going to stand up and sing a song, we just want to stand with you and pray with you. Because for some of you, you're going to take a step of faith. And in the natural, you actually don't know how it's going to come to pass. We're going to pray for God's hand of blessing to be upon you. We're going to pray for increase on your life. We're going to pray as you step out of the boat that God will come through for you. And we believe in miracles. We believe in this house that people are going to see, just like Henny had shared, massive miracles, massive blessings from heaven that will truly see them at the end of uh, this, this time next year say, wow, God came through. God came through. So if you want to start filling that out now, there's, uh, there should be some pens around. If you need a pen, just go to the ladies' purse next to you because they'll have one. Or put your hand up and we'll get you one. And this is, uh, this is a sacred moment, you know, because I know some of, the, uh, some of the people that have gone before us. I sat in my seat here one day while a gentleman got up on this stage and said that he had put in over $2 million into building this place. $2 million. There's some people who have gone before us that have really made some significant, significant sacrifices. And I just want us to all jump on board in our own way, in our own amounts. But this is exciting. This is where God moves as we move, as we step out and say yes to Him. Yes to Him. I'll just give it a few more minutes as people fill this out. Who's excited to build the house of God? Who's excited to extend the kingdom? Who's excited to touch other people's lives, to be part of this wonderful thing? wonderful church. It's wonderful church. If we just all stand up, I'm going to say a general prayer and then we're going to invite you to come and have your card prayed over by some of our team. Drop it in the bucket as we uh, sing this final song. But let me pray. Father God, we are so grateful for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that in this room tonight, Lord God, for those of us that know you so well, we're so grateful for what you've done in our lives. And God, we are so determined to reach this world with the gospel and the true message of the saving power of Jesus Christ. And we pray blessing on every life here. We thank you, Lord, for all of those that here tonight will say, yes, I'm part of the vision. Yes, I'm a vision builder. Yes, I want to see the church grow. I want to see people stream into the house of God. We pray, Lord, blessing on their life. Oh, we're so grateful, Lord for what you're doing in our midst, what you're going to do in this house, in our future. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Wonderful, wonderful. As we sing this final song of worship, we can step out of our seat. We're going to pray for you as you come to bring your pledges here tonight. Thank you.